Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Clayton in a Car. I'm Clayton Caldwell here, talking about the 2020 Daytona 500, the aftermath here on February 18th, 2020. Just want to give a quick synopsis of what we saw yesterday and, uh, you know, kind of tied into what happened 19 years ago today, um, which was Dale Earnhardt's death, of course, on February 18th, 2001. Um, so yesterday was a, it was a pretty great race. It was a pretty good race. I thought everything was going great until the last lap, you know, and, um, I'm going to give my opinion. If you're not familiar with my work, I write for, um, frontstretch.com. I got a piece coming up this week. I'm excited about on Thursday. Um, and it's whether we're going to discuss whether or not we should, um, change the rule package at Daytona and Talladega. Now I'll save my opinion for that, but I'll say this, you know, all of a sudden, uh, last night it went from a fun race to a, to a real grim race. And I'd never been at a sporting event where I looked around me and 15, 20 minutes after the event, nobody left. We were all kind of watching. And what I loved about it the most was I don't think most fans were watching out of curiosity or out of trying to break news to their friends or, you know, take pictures and try and and get some, you know, um, coverage that nobody else got. I think most people were generally concerned about Ryan Newman. Genuinely. And they said, you know, I want I want to see this guy no matter how he gets out of a race car. We want to make sure he gets out. Um, and it took a while. You know, 20, 15, 20, 25 minutes after the event, it was, it's hard to put a time period on it because everything happened so fast and it was such a felt like a, such a long period of time standing there in the stands of what really was probably a 20, 25, 30-minute period of time where we watched him flip the car over then they used um, the jaws of life or cut the car open to get him out. And then, you know, they brought out those privacy screens. And I'm not going to lie. It was walking out of that, that out of that racetrack yesterday. Uh, it was a really, really, really somber feeling for me. I was like, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine what this was like. I would never have thought in a million years I would be here. Um, but it's funny because Friday, not funny, I should use a different term. It's it's kind of interesting because Friday night when Ty Majeski got upside down and his he had a sort of a similar flip, not as violent or as fast as Newman's, but where I saw you could see the driver's side door when he flipped exposed to oncoming traffic. And I said to myself, that's really the only way I think a driver can get hurt nowadays or we could have a fatality is if the car is upside down or truck is upside down and somebody comes and, and hits them right in the driver's side window net. I mean, it, and I said, well, you know, maybe we can figure out a way to make it a little bit stronger, that area. But the likelihood of that happening is very slim. Well, unfortunately on Sunday, it looked like it happened. Um, and don't blame Ryan Blaney. Don't blame Denny Hamlin. Don't blame Joey Logano. Don't blame uh, anybody. And I, I don't know why I threw Joey Logano in there, but Logano was aggressive all weekend. But don't 
Don't blame anybody. It's a racing deal. And I think if you speak to Ryan Newman, he'd probably say the same thing. Now, Newman's always been a, a proponent and always been a um, a guy who's always said, we have to figure out a way to get these cars to stay on the ground. He never liked being flipped over. Uh, my first Daytona 500 I ever went to in 2003, Newman was in the infield spinning around and and, crap, and he walked away from that one without, you know, hardly a scratch. He said, you know, for a minute he thought his he was paralyzed. I remember him saying this on a radio to MRN, but he looked down because he couldn't get up. But he looked down, there was a piece of sod in his lap. And he was like, oh, good, okay. And once he moved that, pipped down, moved that up, he could move again, he felt fine. Um, we don't know what the severity of the injury is yet. If there are injuries, we just know that his injuries are not life-threatening. Or there, he, he is, there are injuries, but they're not life-threatening. We don't know the severity of it yet right now. So keep Ryan Newman in your thoughts and prayers, for sure. Um, it's one of the things that, unfortunately... I think most people sit there and say this comes with the territory, and it probably does. But uh, either way, you never want to see this happen. And it was one of the most somber times I've ever had experienced at a racetrack. I've been very fortunate to not experience too many injuries that I've witnessed or drivers getting hurt. Uh, I think the only thing that came close to me was when I walked out of there and, gosh, it had to be, what, 20, I'd say 24. 13 2012 that Xfinity Series race where Kyle Larson went into the grand almost went into the grandstands his engine went into the grandstand his tire went into the grandstands and that was far from me where I was sitting at that racetrack but still you know I passed people walking out of that racetrack with injuries with stuff covering their arms people going out on stretchers as we're walking out of the racetrack this is what's happening you're like oh my goodness you know, and I said these people came to watch a race, and they're and they're going to the hospital. That's horrible. So it was a terrible. That was a terrible day. Um, this accident probably ranks right up there with that, uh, just because of the impact and everything we witnessed with it, and just sitting there in a moment and not knowing and walking out of that track. It was tough. It was really tough, and you know, um, I'm thankful he's he's still with us because honestly, that was an initial thought of mine. I kept it reserved, but that was a thought of mine. You know, it didn't sound good. The the announcers on MRN, their tones of voice changed. You're getting all kinds of things that Ryan, that Jeff Gordon wasn't great on TV emotionally. What was very emotional on TV wasn't doing great. You know, and, and that was the kind of stuff that you think about when you think about Dale Earnhardt, which leads me into my next point here. Um, and it's going to be real quick just because it's the 19th year. Every year it doesn't get any easier when you think about Dale Earnhardt's death. It doesn't get any better. You don't sit there and go, oh, we've overcome that because I think that accident, I, it's amazing when I tell new fans or fans who weren't around then, the impact that had, they still, still, and they never will recover from the Dale Earnhardt death. The way it happened, how it happened, and we've seen, and if you're a race fan, you've seen it replay a thousand times. You've seen how it all plays out. It's terrible. It was a terrible day. And, you know, I go back, I was 12 years old, and it's hard to believe that. I'm 31 now, and, um, it's been 19 years since Dale Earnhardt got killed. 
It's hard to believe. But I was 12 years old sitting there watching that race, and, and it was that to me is when NASCAR changed completely. Because NASCAR for me was always a sport, and I know we had three deaths in 2000, and, and I vivid, very uh, faintly remember the death of Neil Bonnet and Rodney Orr. I was five years old when they passed. So that one, I, I very, I don't really remember all that well. Those, I don't really remember all that well. But the Dale Earnhardt one, it changed the sport for me because I was watching it live. I watched somebody lose their life live watching a race, and it changed me. It changed the way I watched a race. It changed the way I rooted against drivers. You know? And, uh, you know, Petty was a practice wreck. Um, so was Irwin. And Tony Roper was a truck race that I wasn't watching at 11 years old. So I apologize. And, and not that those deaths aren't as important. They're probably, they're, they're just as important as Dale Earnhardt's because they were a life too. Um, but for me personally, as far as watching a NASCAR race is concerned, uh, it changed everything. And it wasn't only that, and again, this is not trying to put somebody else in front of somebody else, but this was the biggest driver and the biggest sport on the biggest race, and it really uh, changed everything for me watching that race. And I'll never forget where I was. I'll be 80, 85 years old, and um, I'll remember where I was when I got told that Dale passed. And uh, last night we dodged a bullet for sure. Um, I'm thankful, very, very, very thankful that we did. Thank you for listening to this edition of Clayton the Car. We'll see you later in the week on Talking Circles. Goodbye.